Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Russia's blockade of Ukraine's Black Sea ports is strangling the country's economy and, the U.N. says, contributing to a global food crisis. But some goods are still getting in and out of the country. NPR's Nathan Rott reports from a corner of Ukraine that's quietly playing a critical role in keeping the country's economy afloat. Before the war, this southwesternmost corner of Ukraine, known locally as Bessarabia, or Bujak, the latter being a derivative of the Turkish word for borderland, was just that. An overlooked area wedged between the Black Sea and the borders of Romania and Moldova with just two access points to the rest of the country. Now, the traffic here is near constant. 18-wheelers coming, going, roaring through tiny towns on bumpy two-lane roads. At a roadside shop, Dennis Yarmenko says traffic has increased 10 times over in recent weeks, especially trucks. A drive that used to take an hour or two now takes three or four, he says. That's because roads are clogged with trucks carrying goods that would normally have gone out from Odessa or Mykolaiv or Mariupol. Before the war, roughly 70 percent of Ukraine's exports went through its massive Black Sea ports. Now, those ports are blockaded, occupied by Russia or mined. So Ukraine's deputy foreign minister, Dmitry Senik, says they're having to get creative. We are using alternative routes with the help of our friends and partners, namely Romania, Poland and Baltic states. We established two routes which help us export these agricultural commodities. Those routes include moving products by rail and truck, much through western Ukraine to Poland, but also, and more quietly, through Bessarabia to here. The Danube River. On the Romanian border, where traffic continues upstream all the way to Central Europe, unimpeded. There are just three ports in Ukraine that are still operating and still in Ukrainian hands. All of them are on the Danube. The largest here in Ismail is being expanded, in part to help export grain. Ask about that expansion, though, as we did with Radion Abashev, the head of the region's military and civilian administration, and... Unfortunately, he says in his Ismail office, this is a topic of strategic importance, so we will not comment on it. This happens a lot in Bessarabia. Businesses operating out of the ports don't want to publicly comment. Local officials defer to the military. Nobody wants to call attention to the fact that goods are moving through this region. Clearly, though, Russia is aware of the trade. It's repeatedly launched missiles at the main conduit between Bessarabia and mainland Ukraine, a bridge southwest of Odessa that supports a railway and road. Not long after this air raid siren, just before 5 a.m. late last month, an explosion shook our hotel 10 miles away from the bridge. Ukrainian officials won't say if the strike was successful in destroying the bridge. They won't allow civilians access to it. 
Because of all that secrecy, it's hard to quantify the role Bessarabia is playing in Ukraine's efforts to import and export goods, or even its effectiveness as an alternative trade conduit. But here, at the port of Ismail, it's obvious that it's not as smooth as many had hoped. Between two closely parked semi-trucks in the shadow of the Ismail port's cranes, Sirhi Belaus and two other truck drivers are cooking a dinner of soup and grilled fish that they caught on the nearby Danube. Come on, he says, eat some, help yourself. Belaus says he's been living out of his truck at this port for a month, waiting to offload. Up the Danube at other ports, he says, his fellow truckers have been waiting for more than two months to offload goods. What did you transport here? It's grain. Grain. From the Mykolaiv area, Belarus says, grain that would usually have been shipped from a port that handles a lot of agricultural goods. These ports along the Danube, which have been in decline since the Soviet times, are not equipped to handle the volume. That's a huge problem. The problem, he says with a chuckle, is Russian bombarding. Boom, boom. A problem that's not going away anytime soon. Nathan Rott, NPR News, Ismail, Ukraine. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL. Because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop... And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.